Guys, want a little Hollywood news? It's yeah. Andy and Cat, Magic 95.1 WAJI. Uh, if you're a fan of Selena Gomez, she's got a, a new biopic. Uh, I'll get to that in just a second. But I also want to share the clip of when Jennifer Lawrence kicked Robert De Niro out of her wedding. Why'd she do that? It's so great. Because, I mean, I just love Jennifer Lawrence, man. Like They're them. really good friends, too. They've done three movies yeah, together. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, here you go. Do I have the audio for it? Uh, she uh, asked Robert De Niro to leave her wedding because him being uh, bored made her anxious. Are you married? Have you been a bride? It's so stressful. So stressful. You're just like, is that so person having fun? Is everybody having fun? Like, are you hungry? And so I looked over and I saw Bob, who doesn't know anybody, and he's kind of wandering around, and I immediately was just like, no, this isn't what he wants to be doing. I don't want him here. So I went over and whispered. I was like, go home. <laughs> <laughs> he, is a, he is an introvert, and he doesn't do a lot of talk shows. Oh, really? Uh, For I mean, that it, reason? He just doesn't. He, it's not like, I mean, I think it's generational. I think a lot of actors are, think they're kind of above TV. But in general, he doesn't like, he's just not social. And he gets real finicky about it. And so I get that way, too. Just because I talk here, people think that I am more of an extrovert than I am. You're and, more of an introvert, you Well, think? socially. Yeah. Socially. Yeah. Like, I can't go to a wedding and not know anybody. Like, I will hide in the corner. As extroverted as a mask that I put on, like, in middle school and high school and even college to get girls' attentions, I was just kind of wacky and trying to say funny things. Like, I, I just don't, I just would rather hide in the corner. I would I, rather just hide in the corner. Uh, anyway, De, De Niro was uh, pleasant uh, and uh, felt better after he left. Here you go. And he was nice. He, like, talked to my parents and, you know, was was polite. But then I was like, go. And then he left. And that just genuinely made me feel better. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, funny that's to hear great. her say that. I mean, she's a good, she's such a good guest and a good, she's always got great stories. Uh, the other one, though, is, uh, if you care about this stuff, is uh, Selena Gomez, the uh, biopic business has been doing well. I mean, right ever since Queen yes, and Freddie and Mercury. Elvis. The Elvis movie. Mm -hmm. uh, there was a less popular and a little more artsy Elton John movie that came out not too long ago. Anyway, uh, Selena Gomez has signed on to do it. And many people think that this might be a shot for her to uh, maybe grab an Oscar or at least some more attention. Here are some uh, Linda Ronstadt biopic songs. Both actresses are from, have uh, Mexican descent, and I think that's why they created a relatability casting. That sounds, yeah. I'm just trying to play the soundtrack in about a minute. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to do. That's what I did there. Anyway, so Selena Gomez to do a Linda Ronstadt biopic and Jennifer Lawrence kicking Bob De Niro out of her wedding. <laughs> but that's... That's kind of typical of brides. Brides are always worried about what the guests are thinking. What the, if the guest is comfortable? Is are the guests you That's know hungry? You know they're never thinking about being in the moment on their special yeah. day. Did you eat? No, I didn't. At any of your three no. weddings. Oh, stop. <laughs> 
story so that you could talk about well, my, my three, three weddings. weddings. And in Fine. your three weddings, did you actually eat a meal? I did on my first, first. one. <laughs> I was more concerned about my guests on the next two. Jeez. I'm such a jerk. <laughs> I didn't mean it to be mean. I'm sorry. I didn't take it that I, way. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't take it that I way. I didn't eat at my wedding. Sandy and Kat. Oh, you guys. Sandy and Kat, it's Magic 95.1 WAJR. I've talked before on our show as you learn about each of us and we try to share a little bit of our lives with you. That cat doesn't sit down and eat a lot of meals. She's kind of a grazer throughout the day. And she kind of eats like a bird. So she never eats a lot at any one setting, but she's eating all the time. Well, and I do have snacks kind of hidden all around the station, in my drawers, in the freezer, in the studio. Like, hmm. I so mean, she sort of, she does. She marks her territory here in our small hallway of an office. <laughs> with snacks. And, and with snacks. And, you're, and, and so anyway, this morning, the supply that she has is running low. Yeah, very and, low. And then we got into this topic behind the scenes. I said, all right, let's bring it up on the air. Growing up, what is sort of your old timey, rule maybe go to food items so like like growing up you said when you had nothing yeah. else maybe you, nobody went grocery shopping you would do what i would go to the pantry and i would grab a couple scoops of peanut butter and put it in a bowl and then i would pour aunt Jemima's syrup like pancake <laughs> syrup oh on top and i would mix it together uh-huh, and, and just, it created some sort of spread yeah. kind of like nutella and then i would just spread that on a piece of bread and i would eat that okay that's not so, bad so it was sweet and i got my protein kind and of. we always had peanut butter and we always had syrup <laughs> so so you did peanut peanut, peanut butter peanut butter and syrup okay. I mean, I've heard crazier ones. Didn't you say, like, didn't you, like, uh, when you were sick or something, like, or you guys had nothing, didn't you do crackers and milk, or was that somebody else? I did crackers and milk. No, I did that um, when I would spend the night with my grandmother, because we didn't have a whole lot of money, and as a snack before we went to bed, she would crunch up a bunch of salting crackers, Uh put them in a cup, and then pour some milk on top, and that was like our bedtime snack growing up. So, crackers and milk was another one. I think it's more like old-timey Depression-era food choices that sometimes your grandparents or your parents would give you because mm-hmm. it was just sort of passed down. Um, what were some of the other ones? Like, I don't know if it was Depression-era, rural, sort of hillbilly-ish, but I'm all, I always freak people out because growing up, I was the guy that my parents made, you know, grilled che- or cheese toasties, whatever you guys call them, uh, and we did the ma- mayonnaise. Mayonnaise on with the, the outside of the bread to that no was, butter on the outside and then may- mayonnaise in the middle with the you cheese. You put mayonnaise in the middle. Yeah, man, that was living large. Ooh. That was uh, really a delicacy. Uh, Andy and Kat, good morning. Hi, your uh, I don't know Depression era food that was passed down to you. My mom makes bread and milk pie. It's just bread. There's milk. There's sugar. I assume something to thicken it, and then there's like nutmeg on top. They call it a poor man's sugar cream pot pie. It's actually delicious. I'm going to say, I don't know that I'd hate what you're saying. You got to fire up the oven? We request it. It's, it's, yeah, you pop it in the oven, and it comes out just like a poor man's sugar cream pie. Dang. I love a good sugar cream pie. That sounds, I'm going to the holidays at your house. (laughs) I hope you guys are out of groceries. 
good. It is good. Thank you for the call. Andy and Kat, good morning. Hi, your, I don't know, poor man's depression era go-to food. When I was growing up, my food for comfort when I was sick was uh, hot jello. Hot jello. Before you mix in before you mix in the ice water to cool it down or put it in the fridge to set it, yeah. you just add the hot water and drink it that way. <gasps> I bet that was delicious no though. Way. I mean think about it. Yes. <laughs> I bet that was good. It was so concentrated. Well the good thing about it is is you just get the hot a cup full of hot water and sprinkle in as much jello to taste as you can as you like. Yeah, and you don't have to wait around and wait for it to set and gelatin harden. <laughs> Who's got time for that? Nobody. Nobody. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you for the call, Andy and Kat. Good morning. Hi. Your uh, Depression-era family pass-down recipe. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, when we were sick, my mother would give us toast, and on the toast, she'd put some butter, and then she'd sprinkle sugar on top of that. And then she'd pour boiling water on top of that. What? And we'd eat that. Yes. Why and the boiling water? I still water? eat it now when I'm sick. Wait a minute. That's like you were you were this close to just cinnamon toast. Yeah, you were. And then you put <laughs> boiling hot water to make it mush. And it gets soggy, yes. And then you eat that. Yeah. <sighs> and I still do it to this day. So huh. does it make you feel better? Like a comfort. Yeah. Yes. Okay, or does it, you know, cure your your sickness? I yeah. guess. Yeah. Because you d- ate it when you were sick. Probably not. No, <laughs> it's not chicken soup, man. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thank you for the call. Uh, that's a good. It, that's, it doesn't upset your stomach either. Well, no. I mean, you get enough sugar on anything. <laughs> I'm a happy lad. You know. That's right. Uh, thank you for the call this morning. Yeah, those are sort of the things. Yeah. I don't know. Usually, it's grandparents who have these. That pass these uh, food and snack items down to you. Your odd food combinations, your depression era Midwest go tos. Like Kat, who has no snack food this morning, is this close to pouring yeah. milk on top of crackers. I am. Sandy and Kat, it is Magic 95.1 WAJI. This is Kat's favorite story of the day. It involves alien tourism. Uh, I love aliens. Uh, as we relate to this, just so you know, uh, what was it earlier this week? It was announced that Stranger Things, their final season, season five, has begun production. Yes. And uh, which is poetic as I needed a theme song for this segment. And here it is. So good. So right. good. So what happens is Lexington, Kentucky, kind of, I wouldn't say... In the broad <laughs> neck of the woods of where Kat grew up. Even though you were... Were no, you closer to I Louisville? Was, I was closer to Louisville. I yeah. was about a, an hour away from Louisville. All right. They, uh, Lexington is the uh, obviously the horse capital of the world. They, uh, they make a lot of bourbon. bourbon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so their latest ad campaign is to target aliens. And for some reason, it has gone viral. I think the story is a little ridiculous. Totally get it. But again, if you're an alien... And you're you, listening. You, and you're targeting our planet. <laughs> Who needs London? Who needs Paris? Who needs Tokyo or New York when you could go to Lexington, Kentucky? <laughs> All right, let me fade this out. You guys ready for the audio of this? This, this is, is their, the commercial, this right? This is the ad okay. that they are uh, sending into space, targeting aliens at some star region that I've never met, but uh, 
Look, this is not going to be the thing that you remember from today's show, maybe. But uh, here you go. This is the first time that we as a species have ever sent out a travel ad inviting aliens to come visit. We're targeting the TRAPPIST-1 system because we might actually get an answer in somebody's lifetime if there's somebody there watching. But the reason uh, scientists have been interested in it lately is because of the large number of planets that it has and what is considered to be the habitable zone. I think saying, hey, we're nice and friendly people and we have horses and bourbon and dopamine don't eat us. Horses, <laughs> bourbon... bourbon. And, and dopamine, dopamine. <laughs> don't eat us, kick back a little bit, go invade Tokyo, London, and Paris, <laughs> and then maybe set up a nice homestead here in, in Lexington, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Um, here are some things you need to know. I'm amazed anybody picked this up. The FAA actually gave them approval to send this coded bitmap image with pic- pictures into space. Oh, okay, so it's out there now. I guess. Okay. I don't understand. Uh, the Trappist region, just so you know, is where a lot of scientists believe is the most planets that they believe have the atmosphere conditions to sustain life. Okay, okay. So, so they, they sent they, it out to the Trappist. The Trappist zone or whatever. Okay. Here's, here's the whole punchline of this. Okay. The Trappist zone is 40 light years away. So any alien that would get our little tourism guide, <laughs> our commercial, will to come <laughs> will not receive it until the year twenty sixty three. Oh, that's how far away forty light years is. They won't get it until forty sixty three. Twenty twenty sixty three. Oh, tw- uh, yes, twenty sixty three. And assuming they get it and immediately respond. We won't then hear back from them (laughs) until the year 2103. That's why this is stupid. (laughs) (laughs) No, wait a second. (laughs) Can I just point that out? That's why this is dumb. (laughs) They're not going to even get it. The lady who's in charge of tourism, she's not going to be in charge of tourism in 2063. What's going to be happening in Lexington, Kentucky? Are they even going to have... Well, yeah, they probably Uh, still have horses. I also have bills. Yeah, and bourbon. uh, And dopamine. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. 2103. 2103 Uh. is at best when we'll hear back from them. (laughs) Hey, it's Andy and Kat, Magic 95.1. All right, call us now, 260-467-9500. We're going to play a round of things you you should should know. know. That's right. We have four questions, general knowledge, slight little news and pop culture, maybe even a little history trivia in there. But we think these are like all 200 level Jeopardy questions. Mm-hmm. If you get them right, you will get to move on. However, at any point along the way, you screw up, accidentally forget, have a brain, whoopsie doopsie. Uh, we just go to the next caller on the line. Here's the kicker. Whoever is on the line that successfully answers the fourth and final question, today will win what? We have a pair of tickets to see Napoleon Dynamite live at the Embassy Theater coming up on Thursday. All right. 260-467-9500 is our number. So even if you don't get in right away, keep calling because at any point we could come to you on the line. Sandy and Kat, good morning. Hi, who's this? Chris. 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 Your good caller, morning. Caller one. All right. Things you should know. Question one. Which actor, Chris, 
played the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Will Smith. Will uh, Smith is exactly right. Yeah. Good job, Chris. Give First you a little, one out of the way. Give, give you a little of it. Just a little sampler of this, right? Just feel it in your now heart. This is a story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down. And I'd like to take a minute and just sit right there. I'll tell you how I became the prince of a town called Bel Air. That's right. We move on to question two of four. You feel that momentum building, Chris? Yes. I, I feel it. Yep. <laughs> you, you sound like you really feel it, Chris. I like it. I like it. <laughs> All right. Question two. What is the name of the first woman pilot to fly across the Atlantic Ocean? Amelia Earhart. Amelia Earhart Very is exactly good. right. Congratulations, Chris. You're moving on. Question two of four, halfway there to Napoleon Dynamite tickets. 260-467-9500. Chris, in the Pixar movie Cars, Lightning McQueen ends up in Radiator Springs and befriends a tow truck. Can you name the name of that tow truck? Mater. Mater yes! is sweep here? We don't Chris. get a whole lot of sweeps. Man. Comes down to this last question, Chris. Mm. No pressure. Alrighty. Fourth and final question. Could be a little bit all of right. a curveball low and away. Alright? Alright. In... I'm sorry. Let me try that again. What book series... What book series written by Stephanie Meyer was first published in 2005? It's about a girl who falls in love with a vampire. Mm. What book series? Twilight. Twilight? It's exactly Yay! right! That's exactly what we're looking for! We got a clean sweep! Yes! Oh, Chris! Oh, yeah, feels that so was good. a total guess, wasn't it, Chris? Oh, these are things you yes, should know. It was. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, Chris, if you hang on, we're going to grab some information behind the scenes. Good job. Uh, we don't get that many clean No, sleeves. we don't. I think, Chris, this is the second one. What? Second one. This is our second oh, clean Oh, second's clean. Oh, I yes. thought it was. Okay, yeah. On the playground, it's where I spent most of my days. Chilling out, maxing, looking out cool. And I'm shooting some b-ball outside out in school. With a couple of guys that were up to no good. Started making trouble in my neighborhood. I got in one little fight. My mom got scared. And it's moving with your auntie and uncle in Bel Air. I do have a round of uh, random facts. Anybody uh, want to buckle up for a nice little quick dosage of these? Little radio potato chips for you. This is right. This is snackable radio. Or no, you playing your potato chip sound effect? I do have a potato chip sound effect. This is what was missing from taking this bit from small market radio. (laughs) To large market. (laughs) Eat your heart out, Chicago. That's right. Eat it right there. Mm, All right. You guys are out. Okay, don't say that. (laughs) (laughs) Random facts. If you didn't know, these are facts. They're also random. There's no rhyme or reason. You know we have a Library of Congress. But random facts. There's somebody in charge of that. And that person's called the Librarian of Congress. Mm. They get appointed by the President and approved by the Senate. And it's important because 
They make $220,000 a year to be the librarian of Congress. Random facts. I mean, what is your job there? Librarian of Congress. You're the librarian of all the things that are in the library, like all the films that get put in, in there and, and the paintings. And all the books and the yeah. paintings, Look, everything. I, I've said the Library of Congress and the Smithsonian are America's attic and basement. <laughs> this is true. This okay? is all the things you would find. Well, these are all the things that are like we put away in storage. And if we ever get attacked, we're like, look at all this stuff that we're famous for. Like the first <laughs> airplane, you know, stuff like that. Random facts. During World War II, the U.S. attempted to train bats. Like the, the, the flying bats? Thank you for the bat impression. Yes. As opposed to the Louisville Slugger. Yes. Mm-hmm. Bats to drop bombs. They called what? it Project X-Ray. What? Is it, this true? Yeah. Well, this whole segment is random facts. facts. Okay. Don't doubt me on this. <laughs> All right. I know you've done your journalism research on this. I mean, this is a deep dive. I spend hours in our local library digging for these facts. Anyway, the project didn't work, but they did attempt to train bats. They did attempt to train bats, to drop bombs. That's right. All right. Random facts. This one's for you, Kat. Okay. Research has found that everyone can learn to sing well. It I is can a sing well. it is a learned skill that gets better with practice and worse with less use. Okay. So everyone can sing well. That doesn't mean you'll be a great. Doesn't mean you're being Adele tomorrow. But you can learn to carry a tune. It is a muscle. You have hope. I, you know what? I have had that skill of singing well oh. until I had that inner ear infection, and then I couldn't. I, I became tone deaf. And that was my problem. Come on, you knew that. And I mean, maybe I just need better hearing. Or <laughs> practice more. <laughs> Anti-delusional medicine. <laughs> sure, sure. And finally, with random facts. You always hear about Lassie saving Timmy when he fell down a well. But did you know? It never actually happened in any of the 571 real episodes of Lassie. What? The the only character who ever fell down a well was Lassie the dog, not Timmy the boy. You are kidding me. My mind is blown right now. Was it just a commercial or something? I think it kind of started as a stand-up bit, and people were like doing impressions of Lassie. What? Huh? Timmy's in a well. Timmy fell down the well. Never actually happened. In any of the 571 episodes of Lassie. Sandy and Cat, random facts.